But today you've got me and Keeper starting the show off. Big out, big hello to Joe as he's going through everything. He's going through uh, blessings on everything. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and all of our homes. Um, we are streaming live on TuneIn Radio, New Haven, and the New Haven Independent.org. You're also streaming live video on Facebook.com. Just go to Facebook.com backslash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page and see and hit see first for all the programming we have here on WNHHLP. Good afternoon, guys. What's up, Lou? How's it going? How's it going, Isaiah and Kibra? How are things today? How was your weekend? Happy Mother's Day, Kibra. I know it's a little bland and we all talked over the weekend and everything, but we want to make sure to celebrate all of those wonderful women and everybody doing the things that they do. How was your Mother's Day, Kibra? My Mother's Day was great. Uh, my son came over in the morning and made breakfast for me. There you go. And then the whole family came over. Cause I and I did like this is the thing. Like on Mother's Day, usually I get dressed up, go out to dinner, but I didn't have to do anything. I stayed in my PJs all day. They brought dinner um, from Soul to Cuba. Like I got a whole tray of oxtails and beans and ensalada. So it was just a great, like, oh, and for dessert, like they gave me a Carvel ice cream cake. It's a happy birthday, but we knew it was for Mother's Day. (laughs) 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 So they knocked it out of the park. My kids and Asa, they knocked it out of the park. Very nice. They're they're absolutely awesome individuals. So Isaiah, how was your weekend? Good, sir. It was good. I've been spending a lot of time with my nephews. My sister just had her second baby and, you know, childcare is a humdinger. So I've been spending a lot of time with a lot of family time. I didn't, I didn't think I'd have such intense feelings for little ones. <laughs> I don't have any kids yet. So I'm the last one in my family. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing, Isaiah. It's it's great to show family and camaraderie and really show that helping each other goes a long way. You know, yeah. nothing nothing makes us bad individuals for using cannabis. We're you're probably the funkle. You are the I fun the stunkle uncle. I think I'm gonna be the fun stinky uncle. <laughs> I love it. Take your time before you delve into the children world. It's not all as cracked up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am taking my time. I'm I'm about to be 29 and I'm feeling fine. I am not looking to, you know, it, it yeah, is a slippery slope. Very, very tiring. Three month old will uh, keep you up at night. So it's a whole. Oh boy, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm the mother of triplets. 
So I have. Oh, God bless you. So yeah. Wow. Triplet. Yes, and huge how, shout how out you, to your daughter, your you eldest daughter, as an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. Keyboard, did, did you do that with lots of cannabis? Is that how you got through that? <laughs> I definitely discovered it after being the mother. Uh, believe it, like I really started consuming in my thirties. So, yeah. uh, and it was, I'm sure it had everything to do with raising <laughs> four, <laughs> four children because I have a triplets and an older daughter. And like Luce was saying, she's an entrepreneur and um, her business is really building and growing. So I'm excited for her. She's a doula and a certified lactation consultant. Nice. We had, we had a home birth. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great experience versus being in the hospital for the first one. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, with them triplets, I didn't care what the, how they came out in the hospital, <laughs> as long as they was out of me at one point. <laughs> yeah. And you love them and raise them and put them all through school. They are all grown. They're doing well. Bless their oh, hearts. Yeah. They are great kids. Yes, but in utero, they were like parasites. They literally sucked <laughs> the life out of me. <laughs> I love it. All right. So what we want to do is we're going to move into Isaiah. Isaiah, will you fill us in and some of the things we got going on? Today, yes, we're going to be talking about some great events. We have a ton of awesome things coming up in the state. Um, Isaiah is going to go over some of the programming that we normally have, some things going out going on in and out of the state in the cannabis realm. And then we're very excited. Once again, if you're just tuning in, we're very excited to talk to Wes about his event coming up. Um, very large event, very exciting. And then we're going to also touch base on the nurses conference that's coming up as well. And Kieber is going to touch base on that. So Isaiah, why don't you lead us off, brother? So today there's actually an event that is, they are in flux of changing the location, but it'll still be in the Milford area, but there's happy high hour today. And, um, and then following throughout the week, we have our usual Terpy Thursdays, usual Faded Fridays and Sunday Fun Day, Jungle Sesh. And um, Neff is actually changing this week. They're doing a Friday holistic market, and then they're doing a Sunday brunch and holistic market. Um, out of state, though, like you were saying, Nikan, New York is this weekend. So that Brooklyn's going to be popping. Uh, and then also there's this place called Freaky Dog Official. If you look them up on Instagram, they're Freaky Dog Official, but they've been doing some interesting networking events. They're opening their doors for their grand opening on Saturday at seven. You can pick up tickets on Eventbrite, but it's basically going to be like an open lounge, open consumption. Uh, it's a, it's um, a place for aspiring entrepreneurs and creatives. So it's going to be pretty cool. And they're going to be keeping that. They'll also be open Sunday. So they're going to be keeping that going throughout the month and probably onward as they go. Um, so it, I, I think that'll be really exciting, but also there's a puff, puffs, puff, 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 bash on Saturday and that's hosted by PZ from to be blunt podcast. So that's also another fun event. That's not weekly that, you know, it's ha just happening this weekend. And, uh, we really want to give a shout out to them because, you know, they're on our, they're on green Haven media with us and they're, you know, PZ school. <laughs> big shout out, big shout out to PZ who really holds it down Thursdays at 7 PM. We're very excited about that. I love that you covered um, Freaky Dog. Freaky Dog is a great establishment. It's woman-owned. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to meet them at a ton of great events. They are in Brooklyn. 
Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also some other great organizations like the Happy Monkey Crew, which is Tuesday through uh, Tuesday through Saturday, I believe, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. on. Um, then you also have the Astor Club. These are all events that you would just, you know, become part of the communities and go from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, very cool. The New York scene is really bustling. I mean, even just walking through Times Square, people see the see everything happening and they see, you know, open cannabis clubs and, you know, we're only 75 miles away. Connecticut goers, you know, it's an open space for us to go and have fun with the events and they, they want us there. So, yeah, there's, there's things to do all over the the Northeast and that kind of leads us to what shows we have on. Once again, make sure to check out Toking with the Dead. Um, They just posted their second episode on YouTube. Um, If you go in and, find their archives and find the first episode. The first episode was filmed on our farm. So you actually see my head get bashed in, in between leaves. You get to see some of the other organizations that are around that were in the, in the shooting aspect of it. Some of the uh, CBD companies as well. So we're really excited about that. Big shout out to Toking with the dead. Those guys are very fun to, <laughs> to have around the comic book guys. You can't go wrong with that. Um, so <laughs> We also want to make sure we give our, our weekly highlight to Kibra. Kibra, please just drop that that quick nurses conference plug because we want to make sure everybody knows about it. Oh, sure. And, and you know, I should never have named it a nursing conference. I did want to highlight nursing and this as a profession, but the cannabis Northeast Cannabis Nursing Conference is actually open to everyone. We will be providing at least 30 on-site free Uh, medical cannabis certifications for anyone who needs that. Uh, We will also be having a variety of speakers from around the country talk about everything from uh, cannabis as medicine from a clinical aspect to entrepreneurship and social equity. Um, And so it's really just going to be a great event. The luncheon will have great food and great keynote speakers. And it's June 25th. It again, open to everyone from the novice to a patient, to a cannabis to a healthcare professional, and especially to my cannabis nurses, June 25th, Omni Hotel, New Haven, cannanurseconference.com. Awesome. I really, really appreciate that. And with that, we're actually going to move into a quick introduction for the gentleman that we have with us today. We're very, very, very excited about this. Today we have Wes Jenks, uh, born into the trade show business, Jenks Productions. Wes has been producing for over 25 uh, years and uh, events in six states for the past 20 years as a cannabis connoisseur. Wes has been bidding his time and patiently waiting for the East Coast cannabis market to develop a need for a cannabis convention. Wes has been actively lobbying cannabis state representative to increase availability and awareness in the Connecticut medical cannabis program. Wes also serves on the Conservation Lake Commission in the town of East Hapton. Connecticut, which is dedicated to improving lake quality and preserving the town's natural resources. We really love anything that anybody can do to help the environment here. That's a big, big, big thing. We really support that. Um, uh, When time and weather permits, you'll find Wes out on the water surfing or wakeboarding or in the mountains chasing down some powder. Um, Wes, a former national champion water skier, believes being active in nature is much needed relief to the day-to-day office environment and helps create a healthy work-life balance. Oh boy, man, that that's a, a, a I want to hear all about the adventures. 
B, you know, please tell us a little bit more about your history. We're going to kind of go into there. We're very, we'll lead this off with, we're very excited to be coming to the event. Uh, Kieber and I are both speaking. Uh, Isaiah should be coming up as well. We have a great diverse panels that are going to be going on. You really were able to curate a, uh, a really great educational portion to the event as well. Um, so we want to say thank you for that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Wes. Well, first, I really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I've been reading a lot about all of you. Um, been involved in the cannabis event space specifically for, well, it's been in the works for a long time. I mean, we've been planning it. Um, so I came back, I came back to work for the family business from South Florida a long time ago. And, and right off, right off the bat, I was telling my dad who started this company in 1979, I said, we need, we need to start thinking about doing cannabis events. So this was about 10 years ago and, you know, the West coast was popping off. They've had events for God, 15 years, probably 20 years for some of the underground things. And, you know, whatever happens out in California eventually comes to the East coast. It usually takes a while though. So I've always been excited about doing cannabis events specific. Um, talking about the adventures. I mean, what took me out of Connecticut and brought me down to Florida was wakeboarding. Um, I moved down there, was competitive and um, just had an opportunity and went down there. And, uh, you know, I've always been a cannabis uh, connoisseur, consumer, whatever you want to call it. And it's gotten me through a lot of hard times, particularly a lot of physical injuries. Um, you know, I, I've been what I like to call broken off more than once um, doing what I do. Um, you know, actually just talking recently, I had one of like the first 10 knee surgeries of its kind down in Florida. And, you know, cannabis has been able to, you know, smoking weed's been able to keep me off morphine whenever I've been hurt. Um, anybody that's ever hurt, I, you know, I'm just like, you know, just try smoking like before you do anything else. Because for me personally, you know, I was able to not use opio opioids because I, I was able to manage the pain with, with uh, cannabis alone. So, um, that's a little bit about my adventure. So yeah, I've been hurt on my adventures and I've come back and now I try to get my excitement with um, the family and, and business opportunities. So we've, we've wanted to do something in Connecticut for a very long time, like I said, and um, obviously Massachusetts was sort of the first neighboring state where that opportunity was a reality. Um, and Connecticut was just kind of waiting and finding a location. Uh, most of the big facilities in the state will not do a cannabis event, particularly in Harford. Um, they have some underlying laws that govern those organizations that prohibit it from being possible. And uh, long story short there, the, the Mohegan, the, the tribe there with their new event facility, they've been very welcoming with uh, allowing us to to do this. So it's, um, it's definitely the premier location, probably in all of New England to have an event. Um, they built, you know, a hundred million dollar facility. And then the casino has all the other fun activities you can do on, on top of there being an event there. Um, you know, my big concern for the, for the state of Connecticut, just in producing an event, like how we would want to do it was the, the businesses you know, is there going to be enough businesses to do a trade show? Um, so that was really the, um, you know, the whole, the whole back. And then we had it on schedule for 
the fall of 2020 and then COVID hit. So we had to postpone everything. Um, COVID was not very good for the event business. So we've been, just been waiting and planning a long time and we're excited. Um, I'm almost 100% certain we're going to have well over 80 companies at the show. We have over 35 speakers. Um, Saturday, we have three tracks. Sunday, we only have one track because the space wasn't available on Sunday on this weekend. And we have, geez, I, I think we have just about every category uh, covered as far as cannabis is concerned. Um, I know the big question I get from the public that wants to come out is like, can you buy cannabis? Is there going to be gifting cannabis? The answer is no, there is not. Um, you know, almost all all facilities that have any type of um, state or federal governance is it's just it's not going to be allowed so that's unfortunate it's not going to be a consumption event but it's certainly going to be a place where you can come learn what business opportunities are available and how you could get started growing and what what ancillary opportunities are out there you know find out what everybody is projecting for recreational sales and we're going to have legislators there that are, are very proactive in trying to make this thing equitable, which we know it has not been. So, um, you know, a little bit more about myself, other than working all the time, probably 60 hours a week. I have a four-year-old and a three-month-old, so that takes up a lot of my free time. So I, I don't get to do a lot of snowboarding and wakeboarding anymore. I think uh, I went snowboarding one time this year, which is unfortunate. But when you have kids, those are the sacrifices you make. So um, I'm just really, I'm really jazzed up about the cannabis event, guys. I just think it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be the focal point of the industry and what's to come. And it should be just a, a really fun event that I think we put together a pretty uh, round, thorough representation of what is currently in the market and what's to come. So, yeah, fire away questions if you have any. I don't know. I probably could keep talking about myself if you let me keep going. So, <laughs> that, well, that's pretty much the gist of it. Well, kind of, sort of off topic, but totally on topic to your bio. Like, I want to, like, I want to try water skiing. I've never done that. So you have, we okay. have to have a plan to do that. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I can, I can get, I can, I can take care of that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been teaching people. I, I love teaching people. I mean, there's, it's probably now that I'm getting old and I don't want to get hurt, it's probably more satisfying watching somebody get up for the first time and seeing a smile on their face. You know, it's, it's just, it's super cool. And, you know, I've already, I've already been taking my four-year-old. She's been on the wake surfer with me. So it's just, it's a really fun time. I mean, that, that's a thing is like any, regardless of what your hobby is, or if you're just out and, and you know, the irony is I enjoy gardening more now than I did before, you know, just being out in nature, you can still get that kind of like that vibe, the, the dopamine high and, and not put your body on the line as much, you know, it's more of a, more of a peace and serenity thing versus like an adrenaline thing, but Kieber, I got you covered. Okay. And I, I'll get you up. And I always say that female students that I coached are better. I don't know why. <laughs> listen better or something you know how to listen <laughs> guys in their head they're like i'm everything is technique in life right yeah. so like the technique so if you listen it could be very easy you'll get up your first try 
but men are like, I'm just going to hold on to this handle and I'm just going to like drag through the water. And like, you know, I've seen guys like drag 50 feet, just holding on to the handle, even though I'm like, listen, if you're not up, <laughs> you got to let go. There's no sense in taking a mouthful of water if you're not doing it. But yeah, it's super, it's super fun. And, uh, I still try to do it as much as I can. Um, like I would already been in the water this year, if it worked out, you know, you put on a wetsuit and I surf in Rhode Island up here in the wintertime. So it'll be like 30 degrees out, but you put on uh, these thick millimeter wetsuits. And by the time you're paddling around, you're pretty warm and toasty. So, um, it's, it's fun, but you know, try to, trying to tone it back now, you know, just trying to. <laughs> well, let's jump into this legislation a little bit. I mean, you're, yeah. you're a Connecticut native. What do you think about, you know, our adult use uh, bill and the licensing methods, the social equity and well, moderation? I can answer that in a very quick statement. The only, okay. thing that I, the only thing that I do like about it is that we have grow rights. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's it, huh? Nothing else. <laughs> and you know, so, I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I, listen. To summarize a little bit more is like, it's great that the business opportunities are coming, which opens up the door for tons of other businesses. But as far as there being equity in cannabis, I, I could, we could probably have three other shows on my experience on that, and it's not there. It's particularly not there in Connecticut. There's other markets in this country that have done it right. And I say, I always say, like, when it comes to legislation, like, why try to recreate the wheel? You know, like, if you look at Colorado's market, why not give everybody an opportunity and let the cream rise to the top? Like, why do you have to make it so prohibitive and so difficult to let people come into the space? It's, it's just not fair. But when you see who are some of the first people to get their licenses and not just Connecticut and Massachusetts, and you see the former governors are getting their first medical dispensaries before anybody else. And you hear, you hear like them openly talking about in this state and others, you start to realize, you know, the people that criminalized cannabis in the first place are now the same ones at the front line to have their, their licenses. And um, it's, it's too bad because I'm, a, I mean, a lot of people probably think, oh, Jenks Productions, we've heard their name in Connecticut. They're a huge company. We're a small business. You know, we have 10 employees. We're not this huge corporation. You know, we're, we're just, we're just like everybody else. You know, we work hard to make a decent living. And, you know, I think that everybody should have that opportunity, regardless of what, what area of the space they want, they want to get into. So, um, yeah, I won't. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about um, cannabis businesses or people who are in the cannabis industry. Like we're like all these big conglomerates, and we're making like millions and billions of dollars just because we're in this industry, and that's not the case. You know, a lot of it is uh, bootstrapped, you know, one or two, you know, very small teams um, getting things done. And that's how an industry is built. And, you know, being that you're an event court creator, you're also a part of the ancillary business 
you know, of cannabis. So a lot of people are going to be sad and disappointed um, after the results of this lottery uh, is, are released, but there are still opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, doing some, cause, because, you know, I don't, I don't know if you said this in your background, but I'm not sure. Sh- were you doing events of some sort before cannabis? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. We, so- we, still, we still do just as far as genre goes, we've only, we've only um, done another cannabis event. And um, we, we've, like I said, we've been doing, I shouldn't say we, you know, but I've been around it my whole life. So mm-hmm. my dad started his business in 1979 with an energy, an energy show in Hartford. So during the energy crisis of the late seventies and early eighties, there was a really high demand for solar power, geothermal, things of that nature. So his first big event was at the old civic center, which is now the XL center. And that's what got his career started. And he built that business to, you know, just over 20 events in six states. We've been in others that we're not in now. And it's definitely an ancillary business and an ancillary opportunity in the cannabis space. And I really think for the, for the small entrepreneur, it should be, that should be the space that they focus on. I think that's where the biggest opportunity is and the lowest startup costs are and, and probably the highest potential for earning. I think that's the big misconception, like you said, is everybody thinks like, you know, they're going to be a green rusher and they're going to open a dispensary and they're going to make millions of dollars. And it's just not reality. Like, even if you are lucky enough to get a license in this lottery, it's just like any business. It's hard work. There's a lot of capital and, and you really have to, you really have to work at it in order to be profitable. I don't care what business it is. Um, so in life, you know, just in general, I always tell people, what do you love? You know, what do you love doing? Like what, you know, you love cannabis. What about it? Do you love, like what, where can you add value to the space? You know, what, what are you good at? You know, are you a nurse practitioner? How can you edu- you know, what can you use with your knowledge to help educate people in order to develop a business, you know, develop a business, like, um, just like you are like educating other nurses like it's a whole business onto itself you know there's so many different things you know you could be um you know you could just be a consultant oh you're you're a great cannabis grower you've been you've been underground for the past 15 years 20 years well guess what there's going to be a bunch of people that are getting licenses many of them will probably be big corporations that do not know how to grow cannabis so there's an opportunity for you to consult build out grow rooms uh, lighting companies, you know, all, all, anything that, anything that helps the whole process, packaging, um, you know, extractions, you know, a lot of extractions are definitely not as big out on this coast yet as they are out on the West coast. So there's going to be a huge opportunity in the extraction market. More yeah. underground. What's that? More underground still at this point, you were, you're, you have a really good point there. A lot of the, a lot of the people who are refineries or distilleries are still pushing forward, but like for, like I know certain, you know, at more underground events, sometimes you find brands that are really trying to make the push forward and have a really good product. But I really wanted to ask you, how do you feel about, cause you said that you don't, your, your event is, non-consumption and 
you know, I really enjoy that because I go to a lot of events that are consumption events and they're based around consumption. They're not based around any kind of future like foresight. So, but how do you feel about like sessions in Connecticut as of thus far? I mean, I, so I think it's, I think it's awesome for one, but, but secondly, like my, my whole, my whole vision, at least initially when we started talking about doing an event is to hold an Emerald cup on the East coast. Mm. That event still isn't really legally possible. Okay. The Emerald cup happened because everybody accepted in the Emerald and you know, in the Emerald Triangle, that this is what this is industry up here. We accept it. Mm-hmm. So they're able to do an event like Connecticut Sessions, for example, on a very small scale. They're able to fly under the radar that weren't getting regulated, right? County to county, they had they had yeah. understanding. Yeah. So the, so the issue with the East Coast right now is they are regulating it right off the rip, right? Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go hold a big consumption event, like doing events like I do, you can't legally market it because the state is going to come on da- come down on you so hard yeah. that it's just not possible. So what I like about the Emerald Cup from like a from a consumer standpoint is what a great opportunity for you to go in, meet the growers, sample the products, and and learn directly from them the process. Well. Unfortunately, we just can't do that on a large scale here in in Connecticut or in Massachusetts, pretty much anywhere right now. You know, you could probably pull it off in Maine. There's probably areas in Vermont that you might be able to pull something off. And, you know, they just did candy roll up in the three county fair. That's really that's where we were first under contract to do an event. And like I just said, we quickly realized, you know, there's Massachusetts is just starting to talk about a consumption license. Right. So until, until mass, until where we are, they say, okay, you can have an off presence consumption license. Then you could do a legit cannabis cup, an Emerald cup, whatever. So that's how I feel about it in general. You know, listen, if you can get away with it, great. That gives like these, like the gray market, a huge opportunity. I'm a big event guy. Like if the event's working and you can go make money, that's awesome. But let's face it, between us here and who's ever listening, we all know they're just operating on a a legal loophole, you know, and good for them. But that's a big risk to take. You know, as a business owner myself, that's not a risk that I would be willing to take personally. But if I could do it legally, I'm all about it. Like, I think there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do it other than the fact there's, you know, there's some corporate interest trying to prevent it from happening. So we, we all know that. And I think eventually it will change. If I had to guess, Massachusetts is probably 12 months away from issuing some type of consumption license, but I inv- that will probably be like, you know, up in Holyoke, they'll probably do some cannabis cafes or something. I don't think you're going to see an event be able to get a legal consumption license where it's like, hey, everybody in New England, you can come and you're going to be able to sell and sample your products. I realistically i can't see that happening at least for a couple years here that i mean i i could be wrong but probably not (laughs) no i see where you're coming from i i agree you know and i do to any vendors that do listen you know i really would it would behoove you to come to an event where you change your mindset and you see some companies that are operating on a full scale to really just get an idea like do i even really want 
to run a small business on this level because it's a lot more than just what what we all call the legacy market and how that operates. It's, well, guys, it's, I have you know, I have a really good friend of mine. He's got his own construction business and he works by himself. He's got a great saying: "Stay small, keep it all." Right? Everybody's got these big visions, but the bigger you get, the more your net profit goes down. So you're talking about extractions. There, there's a ton of people here in the state that could arguably do whatever. You know, I see our event because I think it's I as we're having this conversation, the only place that I'm lacking, and I only have a few spaces left. So if anybody's listening, is somebody that could handle extractions. Is anybody even thinking about that? It's ancillary. You don't need a license because you're doing the processing for a licensing holder. Who's who's the rock who's the rock star? Uh, extract guy out there that could set up a lab and run the show for these guys. You know, that's an ancillary business that isn't covered in our event. We had one company that one of my salespeople was talking to that did sell like sell extraction equipment, but it's, that's the whole thing about our event and, you know, any, any legit cannabis event is it's an opportunity to start your business and certainly a place to go and get an education as to how to, you know, you could be, you could be the best extractor in the world, but if you don't know a thing about legal business and how you got to set up your corporation and your LLC or an S corp, you know, you know, Lewis knows it's not, it is not easy to run a business and everybody thinks it's, you know, you're just going to make money that it's not like that. That's why I say, whatever you specialize in, that's how you want to leverage your knowledge in the space. You know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, just being able to, just being able to grow. Like there's such a shortage of talent in the space. So it's like, I think that, um, no matter how you feel and how I feel about the market here, it's still opportunity. Like you can legally have that opportunity and the more licenses that come up, the more ancillary businesses are going to be able to pop up from that. So, it's huge industry, as you guys know, and you kind of have to, you either have to come along for the ride and accept it kind of for what it is and try to help within the framework of how it's going to come or, or you're going to miss the boat completely. You know, the choice is yours. Like it's not going to wait, you know, eventually, eventually it's just going to be, it's going to be federally legal and publicly traded and you can cry about it or you can, find a business that you love that works in it or work for a business and gain that knowledge. I mean, look, look at what you could do with just working for one of like a, an actual company. There's still so many States that haven't legalized yet. You're going to be a hot commodity in all those States. If you're willing to travel and you want to explore, like you could demand super amounts of money for emerging markets. You know, you, are you, maybe you missed your licenses here. Well, you know, there are states that you can go right now and you can fill out your paperwork and get your license immediately. So, you know, if you're that passionate about a certain aspect of it, you know, you got to go with, just like I moved to Florida, South Florida, because that's where you got to go wakeboard. If you want to be a professional wakeboarder, because it's warm all year long, sometimes you got to go where the market is. You know, I have a friend um, that grows in Colorado. And he's like, oh, you know what? I really want to get back, back home, back east to Connecticut. We like it out there. But he's still in Colorado because that's where the opportunity for him is to have a farm and, and do what he wants to do. And then eventually, as it eases up, he'll probably have an opportunity to come back here. It's just going to take time. And you know, it could happen a lot faster depending on how hard everybody fights 
And, you know, speaking with a lot of legislate, a lot of legislation recently, it seems like the people want to fight. And I think we should. I think that it's very important that everybody has an opportunity to to start their business. I mean, I um, I won't get into too many details, but I sat with this goes back a long time ago, but I sat with the head of the DCP and I told them right to their face. They started a monopoly here in Connecticut. She got all defensive. Oh, no, no, we didn't. I said, you only have four producers. Oh, well, we have four. I'm like, but yeah, that's not, that's not a free market. Like, you know, how do you, like, how is that? How is that? Like, what other business do you know where they're like, no, you can only have four. Can we, can anybody think of another business like no. that? <laughs> right? I no. just thought that as we're having this conversation. Is it? I'm like, yeah. no other business that I can think of where a state's like, nah, you can only have four, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe casinos. Casinos are really hard. You know, you got to have a reservation or whatever. But other than that, I can't think of anything. And like I said, the unfortunate earlier in this conversation, the, 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 the thing that sucks about that is, is that some of these smaller operators would probably do a lot better job than some of the bigger operators and give customers a better experience. And that's not taking anything away from bigger corporations. I just think that's a matter of fact. And, and those people should have an opportunity. Like, you know, there's plenty of promoters that are bigger than, than my company, but I think that we're, we're better because we're, we basically, we, we add a, an element that other companies can't add to what we do, which I think is personal. Like we're, our, the event space is, it's consumer driven, right? Like everybody's always asked me, especially with COVID, why don't you do a virtual event? Why don't you do a virtual event? Because I'm like, that's not what we do. What we do is we bring people together and you vibe off each other. There's nothing like it. You can't get that from like, we're having a Zoom call right now, which is awesome. But if we were all hanging out together, sessioning, having the same conversation, it's a whole nother thing. And that's what events are. They're a whole nother thing. Like you get to meet people and be like, oh, you know what? This guy is really cool. You know what? He's right about that. I never thought of it that way. You know, you don't get that from just being out on the interweb, you know, it's not, it's not the same. So I think that, um, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit on that, but, uh, you know, we're, well, well, I do think that, um, the cannabis community is so used to, because of prohibition, have like having to meet together and, and, you know, talk amongst each other. Like you couldn't put out an email blast about, you know, a session, things like, like, so, you know, we're, we're used, so this is a little uh, uncomfortable for a lot of people, like, being well, on mean, the internet. All, all you people, and listen, I understand, like, Stashco put together some really awesome hoodies for the event, just for my staff, and they have a big pot leaf on it. They look awesome. I was going to wear one for the interview. I have it here on the floor, because I pulled some weed out of, uh, they put pockets in them that don't smell, really cool but i'm out there oh, wearing sure. it around i'm out there wearing around here i'll show you shout out to stashco can you see that oh come on you need to get this for your speakers we need one of those i got i got, <laughs> teachers, I got teachers for you kira uh, okay 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 <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what, what going to, to your point, you know, like even me walking around with that, it's like, oh, you know, well, people are going to know I smoke weed. And I'm uh-huh. like, you know what? I don't, I don't care. You know, I'm at that point. And to your point, like, hey, guys, my event is Connecticut's coming out of the closet party. All right. 
It's we're coming, we're coming out in a big way. Like there's no denying it. Right. And, uh, and you're going to be able to talk to all the people that are heavily involved in the space, you know, and if you have, if you have concerns about how something is being run, well, what better place than to come to an event? You can literally talk to the head honchos at some of the dispensaries and grow producers, find out how they're doing it, question them about anything you want, and they're right there. It's, you know, it's easy, it's easy to talk a big game when you're online, but you're going to have all the companies that you can network with in one spot. You know, I, I was talking to, um, I can't remember the professor's last name. I probably have it on my pad. But like just the stuff that they're doing out at UConn to teach and study in the cannabis plant, that's, I mean, that's a whole huge opportunity for somebody that maybe wants to pursue a different career path that's right. a cannabis enthusiast. Like instead of like, oh, I'm going to go to college and get a liberal arts degree. Now, how about I'm going to become a botanist and grow like the most killer dank on the planet? You know what I mean? And like, and actually genetically engineer my plan to be like some super resistant to mold or like whatever, like that opportunity is there. Like, and name it after your mama. Like where else could you do that? (laughs) Yes. We'll we'll have the Kieber Smith strand. (laughs) And mine is going to be Kiwiweed. I like it. I have never smoked Kiwi before. (laughs) No one has. I'm no one has yet. No one has yet. <laughs> yeah, you have any genetics you have in mind? Oh yeah, I'm working on them. Definitely. Is it oh, is yeah. it is it classified right now? They're very classified. All right. But nice. anybody who knows me, like, can imagine like the terpenes that are gonna be in this. The yeah. Noise that I'm gonna like try to get in I'm there. Trying to crack open a bag of seeds from a dead show and. <laughs> There you go. That's probably a good option too. Some really old school genetics. Right. And um, you know, as far as like the event goes, like I really don't think I would have did it if they didn't have grow rights for for people because the the market is so small here in Connecticut. I mean, you only have a dozen dispensaries, and all most are owned by you know it's the same company. So you really only have a half a dozen corporations as far as legal license holders but there's all these ancillary businesses it right here based in connecticut not even not even like you know nationally so there's people getting involved there's plenty of opportunity and the way i feel about it is is if you're looking to get into the space the sky's the limit you just have to find your niche and and go after it and and if you don't have a niche get started like you know when i um I'm also a real estate broker. Before I worked for our business, I did commercial real estate down in South Florida. And I kept telling, kept saying to my old man, I said, we should be investing in real estate. He's like, well, if you want to do real estate so bad, he told me to get a fucking job in real estate. So that's exactly what I did. And then I became a broker. And there's another great ancillary business, real estate brokerage just finding locations. There's all these nuances about cannabis space that a lot of people don't know about. Like, you know, in Massachusetts, you couldn't have a dispensary unless the property was owned outright. Well, almost all your properties, especially commercial properties have mortgages on them. So if you don't know that, you know, you, you could hit a roadblock the second you get started because your business isn't free and clear and the lender is not going to allow a cannabis business there because it's illegal federally. So a lot of people don't know that, but you have real estate, you have accounting work, 
um, banking, you know, we only have one bank coming into the show. It's um, uh, Freedom Credit Union out of Springfield. So like a lot of banks still won't take any cannabis money drive from cannabis sales. So there's an opportunity in, in banking. There's just everything that you can think of. There's an opportunity. And um, I think that's what's so exciting about it is it's, you know, it's the fastest growing industry in the world right now. So and, and we all know why. And uh, I think as long as we keep it, you know, as long as we keep opportunity for everybody and we keep the quality from, you know, let, let's not turn cannabis into like a GMO crop or allow it. To. And, and that, you know, that's why I'm saying about Connecticut is regardless of how you feel about it. Well, you can grow your own plants now. So you got no excuse. Like if you're not happy with the quality of something, then set yourself up and you don't have to worry about it, you know? And it's, you have so, the plant count is so high that, you know, I know I wouldn't be able to smoke my whole crop in a year. Let's put it that way. There'll be plenty, there'll be plenty of extra. So, by yeah, well, speak by yourself. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's good. I'm joking. Yeah. You know, I always think it's important that we highlight uh, the, the, necessity of ancillary businesses and you know i think it's important that we help people understand that everything that you're doing now if you like it if you love it what you're doing now you could pretty much do in the cannabis industry from you know whether you're an administrative person you know you could come and administrate for a cannabis company if you like you mentioned accounting like there are specific things that you can only know if you are a cannabis specific accountant how to help these businesses so it's really important that that is highlighted amongst all of the licenses um, dispensaries are great but like you said also you know um it, it, it takes a lot to open a so, dispensary. so it, it's the, it's this simple who who made all the money in the gold rush mm -hmm. <laughs> it yep. wasn't the prospectors it was yep. the guys that sold the picks and shovels. Yeah. So every, people got to remember that. Don't get tunnel vision and get disappointed if you don't get your license. Cause you know, I see, I, I pay attention. I see how many licenses are applying. You know, they got, was it 4,000 applications and they're only giving out 10 licenses. So you know what, all those, all those people that are that hungry to get into that space, there's like you just said, what, what are you, what are you, what's your other business good at? Like, that's not the, the only opportunity in the space. That's just one of very, very, very many. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I, I, like I said, just, I, I want to, I keep coming back to the extractions. Like, you know, really, I think that's a huge business opportunity for someone on the East coast because you can do extractions for companies and not have to be part of that business. Right. You know, they can they can give you their material you can handle the extract and hand it right back to them and you know you don't have to deal with any of the licensure right how many, how many well, guys out there, how many guys are out there thinking about that who wants to start a business with me i need another one like i need a hole in the head we'll start doing, we'll start doing extractions lewis you've been quiet over there i know you've had quite the uh business experience here in connecticut what do you what do you think about the best opportunities here Oh, Lou had a had to run. He had an emergency, but oh, oh. but I, and we're at the end of our time. So I okay. want to make sure that people um, 
Can you just tell us again the name of your the, Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things. I'm going to leave you guys with some tickets to give out to your listeners. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to give you 20 tickets. So you wow. guys just put together a list of names for, I don't know how you want to do it. If you want to have a contest or just whoever hits you up first, I'll put 20 tickets aside for you guys. It's um, Expo Canna is the name of the company. And it's the Cannabis Expo at Mohegan Sun, May 21st and 22nd. It's 11 to 6 on Saturday and 11 to 5 on Sunday. And um, if you need, if you want any more information about what's going to be there and who's going to be there, it's xpocann.com. So expocan.com. And all the information about the events there, all the speakers are there. Um, we will have an updated floor plan this week. I think we only have a couple booths left, so the show's going to sell out. Um, I would, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people are going to show up, but I would, I would encourage some people to come maybe later in the day, just in case it's busy. Um, if it, if it is crowded, you might want to consider coming later during the show hours. Most of the time shows, most people come in like the first hour. So if it does happen to be really busy, but obviously if you're going there to see one of the speakers, then you're going to want to be there at a specific time anyway. So um, I would say if there's people that you want to listen to, I'd plan out your day. You know, you probably, unless you're staying there to speak to somebody, you probably only need an hour or so to walk around the show. So if there's certain lectures you want to hear, I would plan on coming more towards those times. And um, yeah, if there's anybody out there that's interested in still getting involved, there's still a few spaces that I have left. Um, that's pretty much it. I really appreciate you having me on the show and I'm really excited for Connecticut Cannabis. Like I said, I think this is the official coming out party where it's legal and there's so many opportunities for everybody. And um, it's gonna be a good place to come and ask questions. If you're a patient, you plan on remaining a patient or you may plan on buying from a dispensary when they're able to do so. I think that if you have questions, this is going to be the best place to get answers because everybody will be under under the same roof at the same time. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you are too, Isaiah. We're going to uh, go and represent. So thanks. Yes. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes. All right. Have and, a good one. Uh, just to yeah. pay the bills, you're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHH 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven and our homes. Uh, we're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming on Facebook.com. Go to Facebook.com forward slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page. Hit C first for all the great programming we have on WNHH. I did all right. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, All right, well, see you later. See you bye. Bye bye. Oh, oh, I just saw a question. We could have had him ask. Oh, oh well. Uh, are, are we are we done? Um. Well, we're just gonna like talk a little bit as we're okay. exiting. So, what are okay. you doing? So what are uh, of those things? What are you doing this week? Who me? No. <laughs> You, you gotta let me get it off. Keep running. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm only going to I'm going to um the happy high hour, and then for the most rest of the week, I 
I have deliveries and I have my sister and blah, blah, blah. So, but I, you know, it's funny because I didn't hear about his event. And then when he was talking, it was so enticing to me. I'm like, this sounds so interesting. Cause I know, you know, like when we would go to like the high bazaar meetings and there'd be like 70 vendors or 60 vendors all in the room and they all have their own businesses or their own, you know, their own idea. And Raphael would be speaking and he'd say, he said, maybe one of us in this whole room is going to get a license. So you should all work together instead of looking at what you individually want to do. So I think, you know, also in our society as like an independent society, we, we have lack of interdependence, you know, amongst ourselves, you know, amongst our, our members. So it's like, everybody wants to be the chief and nobody wants to be an Indian. Yeah. Even for the good of the, of, of everything. Yeah. So unfortunate, but in the long run, that's what's going to be what drives the businesses that do get a hold, whether they're a family or they're friends. So I, I definitely think that's like, you know, extremely necessary to highlight when it comes to the concept of community, like more than just calling it a community, but actually like, you know, spitballing with other you know, if, if we all just call each other vendors and spitball with other vendors or other business old, because we talk a lot about ancillary businesses. And, you know, I feel like a lot of those like niche businesses that they do one thing, they make gummies or they do whatever they're, you know, a lot of those people are going to be the ones that don't get a chance mm-hmm. to really do anything. A lot of those people in their room or you know, if they do end up working for someone or if they do end up building a business, like maybe 10 of them, you know, which is, you know, not to say that nobody could do it, but just the actual opportunity that's there. Limited. Yeah, it's it's a little staggering, I think. So, yeah, especially for me, like, I look, you know, I look at it as like delivery. I'm like, you know, where is the real, when you read the actual delivery restrictions, you're like, oh, I'm literally just a delivery boy. Like, it's not even my products. Like you only can take the product from the place to the person. And then if it's within 24 hours, it has to go back to the place. Mm-hmm. If you don't. So I feel like listeners, you know, I feel like people don't really take that really go on ct.gov backslash cannabis or whatever. <laughs> right. So, so, you know. so tell people how they can get in touch with you to, um, for, oh, to let us know can. about any events going on. Yes, if they want to know about events, they can message me at Bob Marley's Buddy on Instagram, or they can message us at the team at Greenhaven Media. Um, But if they also want to talk about, you know, more so going forward into what they what events they should go to to really amplify their their business is more so like this event at Mohegan Sun, I would think. Then that's that. So also, if they know events that are like more like that event, please reach out. I'd love to put them on the gallery. Nice. And um, people can reach me at Kibra at GoCannaHealth.com. Um, and the Cannabis Nurse Conference is CannaNurseConference.com uh, as well. And that's June 25th, Omni Hotel, New Haven. Okay, we will see you next week. Hopefully our other co-hosts will be back and all will be well. <laughs> yeah, all will be well. Very good talking to you, Kibra. Nice talking to you too. Bye-bye.